right, we'd like to welcome everybody to Coach Starnes Raw. First, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm uh, Coach Starnes. I'm the head football coach and associate athletic director at All Saints and also head track coach. So what I wanted to start off with in this initial podcast is I want to kind of give you what, what it's going to look like every week. Uh, our, our basic format will be I'll recap sporting events here at All Saints for the week and then kind of give a forecast for the next week to come. And then I'll talk about our last week's game in football. And then I'll kind of give a, a prognostication or, or what, what our goals are for the next week or what we have to do to win the football game for this upcoming week. Um, and then I'll talk about any issues that arise during that week. And then I'll talk, kind of give the current state and, and my opinions on college football and NFL football and just the game in general. So without further ado, I'd like to get started. Uh, you know, this past week, uh, our volleyball played here against Harmony. And, and this upcoming week, and our football, sorry, and our football also played last week against Founders Classical Academy. And our middle school played last Thursday against uh, Crossroads. And so, before I go into those games, I'd like to also kind of give what's, what what the outlook is for next week. So next week we have our or this weekend I say we have our cross country team running in the Tyler Gold Run which is a, a fundraiser to fight against childhood cancer. And so we're real excited about their opportunity to run in that event. And, and, and we're thinking about them and, and hope they perform well this weekend. We know Coach Meredith has, has them well prepared to, to be successful this weekend. And on another note, our volleyball team, our volleyball team, they just had a game moved to next week. So now instead of one game next week, we have two games next week. They will be at home here Tuesday against Nacogdoches High School, which will be a great contest for us. Uh, and then Thursday, we open up district at Pantego. And so I know Coach Diamond and her staff have been working hard, and the, the young ladies here at All Saints have been working hard. And so we're real excited about those opportunities next week to see them compete. Um, last week, our, we had a great game Friday night. Our first win of the season, our first home game against Founders Classical Academy. Uh, it, it was an exciting evening. And, and again, the, the, these young men, what I, what I took probably away from this game the most is that, you know, with, with not a whole lot of players, great quality players, but just not a whole lot of players, our kids fought from opening snap to closing snap. And, and we were able to beat a real hot Founders Classical team that was coming in 2-0, and averaging about 46 points a game. And, and so entering that game last week, we, we talked to the athletes all week and we, and we, we preached – Hey, here's what we have to do to win this game on Friday night. And, you know, defensively, I, I think it was the key for us because we got started off kind of slow offensively with uh, some penalties really, really kind of kept us down offensively early in the first half. But defensively, I think, is where we set, where we set the standard on Friday night. Our, our goals going in were to take away quarterback run and quarterback design run because that's kind of what they hung their hat on. That's what they wanted to do. And each week we identify what does the other team want to do and how do we take it away because we want to take what they do away best. And what founders did best was design quarterback runs. And so we had modified our defense and had designed stunts against each of their sets to take away design quarterback run. And they have a very good quarterback. And, and so we were able to do that for the majority of the game. And so I think that was our key to victory on the defensive side of the ball. 
offensive side of the ball, I think was our transitions or our modifications we made to our offense after our first scrimmage. So many of you know we only had one scrimmage against Alba Golden, a real short scrimmage here against Alba Golden. So our first game against Big Sandy was kind of a trial run. It was not a typical first game for us because usually we have two scrimmages. Well, this year, because of our numbers, we wanted to just have one scrimmage. So we used that first game kind of as our second scrimmage. And so we learned a lot from that big Sandy game. I know the score was not very – it's not indicative of who we are as a team, but we learned a lot in that first game against big Sandy. And so we made the needed modifications to our offense with our option offense. We we wanted the plays to hit quicker. We wanted to, to be able to neutralize – the edge defenders a little better. And so we made those uh, modifications to our offense uh, during Mount Enterprise week. And so we've had two weeks to practice those. And I think it showed on Friday night, our offense played much faster, much more aggressive. And we had a huge offensive night against Founders, rushing for over, I think, 467 yards. And and uh, and we had some big performances. I know Caden Mitchum rushed for 179. Will Morgan rushed for 155. And Cameron Reed rushed for 98. And, and and so those three athletes had great evenings carrying the football. But what I want everybody to understand also is that's also not just a tribute to them and their performance, but it's a tribute to our performance as an offense in general. The offensive line played outstanding. And the adjustments we made on the perimeter, our perimeter blocking was great. And so it was it's a it's a team, it's a team accomplishment for those, you know, for those individual accolades and and again, us being able to run the football and us taking away what they wanted to do on offense was were the keys to victory on Friday night. And and we had a great crowd on Friday night. It was so good seeing you know all the student section and all the young families that came out to watch the game. It was a really great atmosphere on Friday night, and, and we loved to have that opportunity to get our you know our home schedule off started off correctly and started off with a win. You know, also on another note, our middle school opened up against Crossroads, and they were in the same situation. Uh, we didn't have a scrimmage because it got postponed or got canceled. And so this was kind of our first game. And so that first quarter was a lot of, of these athletes' first time to play, and, and it kind of showed in the first quarter. But then in the third, the second, third, and fourth quarter, we, we won the game in the second, third, and fourth quarter, even though we didn't win the final score. But we're so proud of the way the middle school fought through the entire game. We got better and better and better, and we finished that game the better team. We just got off to a rough start again because a lot of them, it was their first time to see or to play football against an opponent. And so so that's where, that's where we were at last week. And, you know, this week moving forward, we have a game. We had a game scheduled tonight with First Baptist Academy that has been postponed to October 8th. So we're not losing that contest. We're just postponing the varsity game until October 8th. Um, and then we are still playing the middle school game this evening. It has been pushed back to 5 o'clock. And we're real excited about that now that we got that first game under our belt we're real excited about going down there with a real talented middle school team that that just loves to play football. And we're real excited about this group. And so we're going to go down there this afternoon and 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 hopefully play a great football game against a, a good program in First Baptist. And so, of course, I'll update everyone on how that contest goes next week with the second edition of Coach Starnes Raw. 
So that's the way we'll we'll typically start this podcast is, again, I'll recap the sports at a glance for the last week, talk about what's to come, and then, again, talk about what how last Friday's game went, what were the keys to victories, what we did well, what we need to work on, and then, again, forecast this week's game, what we need to do to win a football game. Now, I'd like to kind of transition. I'd like to move towards, let's kind of talk about the state of football. And I want to kind of talk about what happened last week because, you know, living in Texas and growing up in Texas, uh, I mean, football football is a way of life for many. And I know it was for me being, uh, you know, my background. My dad was a – he's a Hall of Honor head football coach from Houston. And so, I mean, it was just part of our daily existence growing up and part of our life, NFL football, college football, high school football especially. There was not a Friday night. We weren't – my brother and I weren't on the sidelines. And so, again, it's just – it's part of a culture for so many here in Texas. And so I'd like to just kind of give each week my take on on the state of the game, where the game's at, and on all three levels here. Uh, you know, you have a lot of Cowboys fans here in uh, East Texas, which uh, they're not my favorite team. I'll give my favorite teams here in a minute. But but that's where we're going to roll. And, and also I'd like to give, you know, while we're talking about me and, and, and kind of where I come from, where the name Coach Starnes Raw comes from. Because – because that's the beauty of this. Where did, where does that name come from, right? Well, you know, a little background. When I was when I was eight, my parents bought me a TV, and so I had my own TV in my room at the, at the age of eight, and we had HBO. And so you can imagine who my favorite comedian was, right? Right. That's where the name comes from, Eddie Murphy. I was a huge Eddie Murphy fan, and so that's where the name Coach Starnes Raw comes from. And and so again, that just kind of came to my mind, raw, uncut. Here we go. You know, I'm just going to be honest with y'all, just kind of, again, my opinions on on where the state of the game is, where college football's at. And, and again, a lot of that will be, again, my opinions and my takes. So, again, that that's that's where this comes from, and that's, that's where we're going to go with this. You know, I'd like to start with college. So, first off, my favorite college football team, I have two. One is where my wife went to school, and that's the Texas A&M Aggies. And then, of course, my second, my second is where I went to school, my Sam Houston State Bearcats, which are uh, reigning national champions, by the way. You can see that with my license plate cover. I think I'm the only one uh, maybe in Texas with a, a Sam Houston State Bearcats national championship license plate cover. So if you see it, you know who, you, you know who it is you're looking at. Um, so this past weekend... You know, it was it was a little tense around the Starnes house uh, with the uh, with the Aggie game in uh, in in call in Denver. I would normally say Boulder, but it was played in Denver this weekend. So, but we're super proud of the way the Aggies stepped up and kept that game going. And and and, and obviously the defense, which is an SEC level defense, was able to keep us in that game. For uh, and and we're super proud of Zach Calzada and the way he came in after Haynes King's Haynes King's unfortunate injury, and you know Calzada came in and was a little shaky earlier, but he settled down in the fourth quarter and made some big time throws on those last two drives in the fourth quarter, and but super proud of the Ags and their ten to seven win, even though they dropped him in the rankings. I think that says a lot about the coaching staff and about their their players' resolve to keep themselves in a game where things weren't nothing. Was very nothing was going right early on in that football game, and so again, hats off to the Aggies, and, and we're excited about their game against New Mexico this weekend. Um, kind of, you know, my takeaways. You know, watching college football, I like to, I like to watch, you know, as many games as I possibly can on the weekend. Just to, I, I love, and I love all football. I love watching the East Coast games in the morning, West Coast games in the evening. 
and everything in between. You know, and, and there's a lot that I think went that that went on this weekend, and we saw a lot in this third week of college football that I think are are kind of telltales to where we're headed. Uh, you know, my first the first one on Saturday morning was the big upset in Ohio State. I thought, you know, Oregon, you know, at the 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 running not joke, but the running opinion about the Pac-12 is that it's just not as good a brand of football. But I think the Pac-12 made up their minds this weekend to come and play. You saw big wins by Stanford, now be it it was over another Pac-12 team. But uh, but I think the Pac-12 came and 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 showed up very well this weekend, and it all started with Oregon's performance at Ohio at Ohio State in the Horseshoe on Saturday morning, and that was I thought a stellar performance and just overall game plan to go into Ohio State into a very hostile environment and come away with a big-time top-10 victory. And and hats off to the Oregon Ducks because, again, not I think they were 14-point underdogs going into that game, and they dominated that game from jump start. Uh, I mean, it got close right there at the very end, but, but Oregon was in control for the majority of that game. And so that's my takeaway. I thought the Pac-12 showed up this weekend. Um, also, I think <laughs> on the other end of that, I think other teams – showed where they were at this weekend. And that one of them would be the Texas Longhorns. And I know that might ruffle a lot of feathers. I don't have a dog in the fight on that one. But I think Arkansas showed that it has stepped up its game and that it is playing at a different level than it has in the past. And the the Texas Longhorns were the ones who suffered the, the brunt of that. And, and And so I think we saw a lot of that on Saturday. I think we saw a lot... It, it kind of cleared the air because early on in the college football season, you know, you're coming in that first week, everyone's at different preparation levels, and, and you never really know what to expect. I know, like, for example, last year, there were a lot of upsets. I mean, Ohio, Iowa State last year finished the season one of the best teams in the nation, one of the hottest teams in the nation, but, you know, they got upset by Louisiana Lafayette at the beginning of last season. So that first week, I think, is it's very hard to tell where where everyone's at, but I think this second and third week now, are starting to show, hey, here's where we're going. Penn State's back. Um, again, SEC football is, is I just in my opinion, better overall from top to bottom than everyone else. And I think that showed with an Arkansas victory over a, a Texas program that I think is going to be good. And I think they're going to they're going to win a ton of football games, and I think they're heading in the right direction. It just showed where they were at right now. Um, and so – so again, that's those are my those were my key takeaways this weekend. Again, most importantly, I thought the Pac-12 showed up and played really good football with, with Colorado even losing a heartbreaker to A&M, but Oregon stepped up. Oregon State played real well. Uh, just again from top to bottom, Arizona State showed up and played well. And so again, those were my key takeaways. Now you know, moving on to pro football, and just disclaimer: being the opener, I am an Eagles and Texans fan. Now. People ask, how are you an Eagles and Texans fan? And so I'm a Texans fan because I'm from Houston. And I'm a Houston fan through and through, no matter what it is. Eagles fan, it's a longer story. You have to understand where I come from. I come from Houston. When we lost the Oilers, I want to say, what, 92, 93? That was heartbreaking. And so growing up, I was, of course, an Oilers fan, but we didn't have a team there in the in probably my prime years from 13 to Oh, goodness, I don't remember. I think it was 2002 when we got the Texans. I can't remember the exact date, the exact year. But for those that nine to ten year period, 
you know, in my middle school and high school days, I became a huge Eagles fan. I was a huge Randall Cunningham fan. And then eventually a Donovan McNabb fan. And so those were the quarterbacks of the Eagles. And I didn't like the Cowboys. Not just it was, I, as it must be a rivalry thing. It's not anything against Cowboys or Cowboy fans. But I come from Houston, so it's a rivalry thing. And so it was natural for me to be an Eagles fan. So I became a huge Eagles fan when Houston didn't have a team. And then, of course, when the Texans uh, received a franchise, when Houston received its franchise, the Texans, I, of course, became a huge Texans fan. So I'm a Texans and Eagles fan. And so I'm going to start off with that because both of my teams played outstanding football games this past Sunday. Both of them were underdogs going into their contest. And the Eagles might be one of the one of the biggest surprises. I mean, they beat the Falcons 32-6, to and rarely do you see lopsided victories like that in the NFL because in the NFL, just like the movie, any given Sunday, anybody can win. It's not like there's not a talent, there's not as much of a talent disparity as you're going to get in high school football or in college football. In the NFL, the 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 discrepancy between talent on teams is very minuscule, and so for a team to win 32 to six in the NFL, that says a lot. And so that's a huge win by the Eagles. And the same thing for the Texans. The Texans were underdog to the Jaguars and, you know, Urban Meyer's opener as a head coach. And and so they came away with a dominant 37-21 to 21 victory. And so very pleased with both of those games and both of those victories. Um, my key takeaways from the NFL, from the NFL experience this past weekend. Now, it is week one. And again, like I talked about just a, a few moments ago in college, a lot of people can jump to conclusions in week one. And so no one needs to, you do not need to jump to conclusions with week one. And and and, none, and, and again, things are going to change over the next three, four weeks. And I think the air will clear. The cream will rise to the top in the NFL. But my key takeaways is, you know, everyone's excited about rookie quarterbacks. Everybody loves rookie quarterbacks. And, 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 and I think that's great too. I think it brings a lot to the game, a lot of excitement to the game. And they were all excited about their performances in the preseason. But in preseason football, you have to understand teams are not game planning for other teams in preseason football. So they're not game planning to stop these rookie quarterbacks in preseason football. They're going there to to play and to see and to finalize their rosters. And so that's their goals and to run their base offense and defense. And so I think we get very we get these quarterbacks get overhyped in the preseason and their preseason successes. And so what you see in week one is I believe the the four primary rookie quarterbacks were 0-4. You know, the Jets fell to, ironically, Sam Darnold, who left the Jets, and the Carolina Panthers. You know, the Jaguars fell to the Texans. Uh, the Bears lost to the Rams. So I mean these these rookie quarterbacks are going to be great. I think I think a lot. I think it's a great rookie class. But you have to understand the NFL is a whole different ball game, and so I think they see that. And it, it, there's a lot. There's a there's a learning curve there. My second big takeaway is how important team chemistry is. Now I think that goes from every level. That shows on every level, and I mean that's high school, college, and NFL team chemistry is a huge factor in a team's success. And that's one thing I'm I, I'm most excited about. I think we have great team chemistry here at All Saints in our football program. And so that's one thing that our coaching staff, we're real excited about. But I think it shows the Packers. The Packers, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers 
having all kinds of contract disputes, numerous different issues, and the Packers go in and lay an egg against the Saints on a neutral site because they played in Jacksonville because of the hurricane. And so you see Aaron Rodgers in one of his worst professional performances in his career when he should be at his peak like a Tom Brady is right now. Who You watch him go in and put up, a great, put up great numbers against a solid Cowboys team on Thursday night. But Aaron Rodgers goes in and lays an egg. And, and again, he's outstanding talent. But the chemistry's not there right now with him being disgruntled with his leadership and his, his organization. And so I think that's a big takeaway from the NFL. Those were my key takeaways. The rookie quarterbacks, again, it's going to take time. I think they're all going to be great, but I think it's going to take time. But again, how how important coaching and team chemistry are in the NFL because, again, the talent level and the talent discrepancy between teams is so minuscule. And so those things get amplified on a week-to-week basis in the NFL. It's just, a, it, to me, it's a whole, it's, it, it's a different game on so many levels. That was Coach Starnes Raw. Again, we're going to have more and more each week. They'll probably be a little longer than this each week, but this being our inaugural podcast, I wanted to kind of just lay the foundation, a good strong foundation for where we're going to go each week. Uh, I hope I provided good insight into our football program, into high school football, college football, and NFL football. Um, Again, I love this opportunity. I love the opportunity to be here and talk about football. It's a game I love. It's a game that I think teaches young men and, and all those who participate in it, I think it teaches them invaluable life lessons. And I, I think it's a beautiful game. It's a game that the America has fallen in love with, you know, on every level. And it's a game that I just feel fortunate that I'm here in Texas getting to coach football here at All Saints and that I'm a part of, of Texas high school football because, again, it, it's, it's a game that's given me so much. It's been a part of my life since, since I was born with, you know, with – with my father and with my family, and it's just something that that I think is a great thing. It, it brings community to Texas, to these small towns in Texas, and and to all towns in Texas. It's just it's a community feel, and and there's so much that comes out of Texas high school football. And and again, it's just a great opportunity to be here, great opportunity to be a part of it, and great opportunity to have this opportunity to come talk to y'all about it. So again, this is Coach Starnes out. That was fantastic. Is that good? I loved, How was that, Nathan? I loved every bit of it. Okay. It was amazing. All right.